Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Appleton. Is Sinshu Sin Shoe Chew. It's a mouthful. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of fantasysixpack.net and writer over at so called fantasyexperts.com. <clears throat> Today we have a pretty busy show as always NFL season is getting more and more interesting by the week um co-host is running a little late today um but I'm sure he will be here soon as always so not to worry there but um yeah man um so, you know, we're going to get you ready for week four, you know, give you our, you know, go through all the injuries from week three, give you the the guys who should pick up off waivers if they already haven't been, uh, guys to look at in case you need a late week injury replacement type of deal. Uh, and then, you know, go through the highest, lowest scoring game of the week, sleepers bust, defenses to, defenses to stream. Got a couple Twitter questions. And, um, you know, but, but first we're going to talk about some, some news around the league and there is aj what's going on man hey how are you can you hear me i can loud and clear all right, all right. amazing so, <laughs> no technical difficulties this week um <laughs> no it's on time yeah. as always yeah just just you know you relate this week it's no big deal yeah well it's not one thing it's the other i gotta keep up the uh, status quo here sure sure no problem you know <laughs> Uh, no comment. Anyway, man, so just did a little intro for the show. Um, jumping right in here to the news and notes of the week. Um, as you're calling it, London Calling, um, I'm, I'm going to let you roll with this one here because you wrote a lot of stuff that I will not repeat. <laughs> um, but yes, the yes, London games there's... are in full swing, and it's not fun. I hate London games. There's... Just a, a a boatload of of British and fun, well, to me, humor going in through this. So, uh, yes, London Calling, obviously the Clash song, uh, which the title of the band is fitting because it's a clash of two NFL teams from America coming across the pond to uh, – foggy London town to play some, some football, American football in, uh, in Wembley. So this past weekend was the first game and it was, you know, fitting that the Jacksonville Jaguars were the home team. Uh, 
Of course. Man, they 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 served up a bloody rotten dish of bangers and mash to Lord Baltimore's Ravens. I mean, wow. <laughs> they absolutely destroyed Baltimore in this game. And we've talked a bit about Jacksonville's defense and, you know, how they're a nice young core. Uh, you know, week one, I think they had, what, 10 sacks. Uh, they they definitely were the first, to me, you know, real team or, or the most complete team that Baltimore has faced this year. And, and going – over there for their first time, you know, I feel like it was going to be a, a bit of a, you know, bit of a change for Baltimore. Jacksonville's over there. I feel like every year since they've been doing this thing almost. So, like I said, it's fitting that they were the home team because it really is a home game for them at this point. Um, my other uh, cliche here I've got is that Mr. Blake Bortles must have left his Missy Elliott beep beep who keys them a Jeep CD single at his hotel room because, you know, he wasn't too worried about it. He was too busy keeping things lit with his Mercedes Lewis Benz. Dude was on fire. I mean, three touchdowns in the game, two in the third quarter, one early on, and he only had four catches. I mean, it was basically a very similar output from uh, your boy Dwayne Allen. Um, when he just destroyed you uh, last year, and whatever week it was, I, I don't know. You, you probably have it etched into your mind a little better than I do. But um, yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it I'm, was, uh, I'm kind of ignoring you right now. Game. It was a crazy game. Um, I mean, Baltimore couldn't couldn't get anything going on offense. You know, I, I agree with the call from Harbaugh to, to eventually pull uh, Flacco out of the game. I mean, you know, the teams know when a game is out of hand. And, you know, you never want to admit it, but you kind of had to in this one. I mean, they, they didn't even score until, what, the last three minutes of the game, I think. Baltimore finally yeah. got in the end zone. So, at that point, it it didn't matter. But no, yeah, we're we're, done. <laughs> we're headed back there again this week um, with the uh, Miami and New New Orleans game. Miami looks like they're playing the home team, and I believe they were they were the first game that was there. Miami and the Giants, maybe. I'm I'm almost positive it was the Giants, but I I can't remember who they played. Thought it was Miami, but. Yeah, I feel like Miami's another remember. team that's been over there a handful of times too. So, um, you know, maybe this is. Wow, and I hate good to say memory, it. man. Dolphins and Giants. <laughs> that's pretty phenomenal. Wow. All right. How the hell do you remember that? <laughs> I don't know. I think I just saw a clip of it the other day when they were talking about it, and I knew it was the Giants, but. Um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I remember really random, useless facts instead of important things. So um, that's what I'm good for. But Alrighty. yeah, that that should be a pretty interesting game. Um, I don't know if it's going to be as high scoring as as last weekend's, um, but I could see it being a similar total point. 
output. I was going to say, it could, it could be maybe a little more evenly maybe matched. Just, maybe just not as yeah. one-sided. So. Yeah. So, you know, that that's pretty much our our gig for London, and then we've got, I think, two more games later on in the season over there as well. Gag. Get rid of these but games. But I was going to say, well, I was going to say, is this maybe an option for these Florida, New Orleans, Houston teams to go over there during hurricane season? I mean, I'm not trying to be uh, unsympathetic to to the people that have obviously gone through this, you know, horrible, you know, natural disasters. I, I'm, I'm actually asking, posing a serious question to you. Is that, you know, a thought that they might look into? It's like, well, instead of having the Tampa Bay Miami game canceled, uh, you know, because of this, these crazy storms and then pushed. So these two teams don't even get a bye week Um you know, why not maybe look at doing games there? I, I think they just don't want to start the season, you know, across. Uh, my, you know, it's an interesting thought. My my initial my initial reaction to that would be no. I mean, look, if they weren't willing to just relocate it to, I think they were talking about relocating it to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. They weren't willing to relocate to Pittsburgh. Why the hell would they relocate it all the way across? You know, well, yeah, the ocean. like that seems kind of and and it's at that point like it is kind of short notice, you know. And in order to mm-hmm. be able to get up all your gear to travel across, you know, all the way over to well, London, that seems like it's pretty short notice. I mean, they didn't really they didn't even cancel the game officially until. What was it like the Tuesday before? I think it was Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. I mean, so yeah, um, it's pretty short notice. Well, I was more thinking of, hey, let's just if we know we're going to have X amount of games over there, anyways, why don't we just schedule some of these teams that could be, you know, in in the path of harm just early on, and that way it's not like a last minute thing. It's just, oh, hey, well you don't start your season at home, but I, I just don't see them doing that. I mean, we're in what week three that this happened, the first game. So I think the NFL would rather keep everything here. Let oh, America get used to the fact that football's back and, you know, hopefully get excited about it. But, you know, with the way things are right now, I, there's, there's a lot of people that aren't excited about it, which kind of goes into our next topic here. Um, I mean, basically, we're we're seeing things in in the news every day and and plastered all over ESPN because they're just a circus anymore these days. Anyways, um, everything with this past weekend's uh, protests because of the national anthem. Or, or during the national anthem, I should say. It's not necessarily because of the anthem. Um, it, it's it's because of, you know, Kaepernick's initial stance to sit down during the anthem for three games last year. I, I think they may have even been preseason games where he started it. Um, but... Yeah, I mean we've got we've got things ranging. There, there's just 
far-reaching negative impacts at this point that are that have come from this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that I had here was, you know, right here in our backyard in Baltimore, um, Joey Odoms, who is an African-American member of the Maryland National Guard and who had also served in Afghanistan, resigned from his post of singing the national anthem for the Baltimore Ravens because of all of the negative reactions to these recent protests. Um, and there was a, there was a pretty good article on ESPN about it um, and just kind of summarizing what had happened. And when he was serving in Afghanistan, he had a chance to meet uh, coach Harbaugh and, you know, he told him that he wanted to sing the anthem for the Ravens and, you know, that, that was his gift that he wanted to, you know, have, have that goal in his life met. So he gets the chance to do this. And, and he was the one who had sang it over there in London, uh, I believe. So everything that happened there, he, you know, that was kind of the last straw for him. So, you know, he just doesn't feel like, uh, like he belongs doing this job anymore. So, so he's resigned from his post. Um, and it, you know, it's, I don't want to dig too deep into these protests. I don't want to make this a big political argument, but everybody else is talking about it. So, you know, I just wanted us to be able to kind of shed some light on some of the things as well. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, uh, I'm with you, man. It, it, it's hard, you know. You can't get you can't get away from it, and and you know, obviously, we are a fantasy football show, and you know, do we need to talk about it? No, but you know, I feel like we kind of have to at the same time. You know, like it. It's just one of those things. Like you kind of, and and the way I wanted to spin it is, you kind of wonder, like, look, last year the NFL was already dealing with rating drops, right? And yep. then this now this year it's all the 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 protests in the anthem and whether you agree or disagree with it, that's not what I'm trying to get into. I mean, look, we are not CNN, we are not Fox News. <laughs> and you say we're not even ESPN because this is all they talk about too. Like and it is crazy. Um I can't turn on ESPN because it's just it's basically a political sports show now. And and I despise it i wanted to get espn was my escape and now it's not anymore so like espn you've lost me because this is all you're talking about and i'm not being insensitive about the issues i i realize the issues that are going on and the reasons why they're doing it don't get me wrong it's just i kind of want an escape from all of this and all the other craziness that is going on in the world that's my sports. And so like when ESPN, you talk about nothing but this, like I change the channel. Sorry. I just want to hear you analyze the games. That's what you're there for from, in my opinion, but back to like, you know, the ratings drops, like, I mean, there's a perfect example. I'm changing the channel from ESPN ratings dropping right there. There are constantly people on Facebook, Twitter, you name it going, I'm done with the NFL. I've rooted for X team for my entire life. I will no longer root for them because all these players are disrespecting the flag and blah, blah, blah. Like this is how people feel. Yeah. And 
And so you got to wonder, like, what the effect of ratings is going to be eventually like, once enough people just get fed up with it. Because, look, I mean, I'll say it right now. I don't agree with these people saying those things. But, you know, those people are a large majority of the population in America. I mean, look at our president. They, he, he, there's obviously enough people that think that way that Trump won, you know, the presidency. Like, so there's a lot of people like that. So yeah. you could maybe the NFL and the athletes need to think of a different way to do this so you don't screw up your own brand. That would be my take on it. And you brought up a very good point here is this whole direct TV, you know, slash AT&T or whatever, you're saying, yours is note down how they're offering refunds to Sunday ticket owners if they don't want to watch because of the protests? Like, holy crap, that's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, yeah. that's crazy. I, I don't I mean, know, man. Like, it's unprecedented because direct TV has never offered a refund to cancel your Sunday ticket subscription. It's, it's, it's around 280 bucks or so now. Um, and before I think it was even higher than that. I'm not hundred percent. I mean, I had it a few different years, mostly because it was tied into like the free first year or whatever. Um, and, and I mean, it's a great package in general to be able to be a fan of the game and watch any game that you want. Um, but now that, you know, AT&T has taken them over and, you know, they're, they're sticking their neck out and saying, Hey, well, if you call us and you don't want to have the ticket package anymore because you don't agree with what's going on, we'll give you your money back. And that's, that's a stand up, you know, thing to do. So, I, I do applaud DirecTV, and I have DirecTV, so I'm, I'm like, you know, it just makes me appreciate them as a company even more because you don't want to – I mean, it, there's going to be a ratings drop in general. Uh, I feel like the NFL has already kind of lost ratings, which you were talking about, and, you know, having all of this extra – uh, clout around the game it, it's driving people away and, and I, yeah. I think it's going to be more people that are just you know the casual fans that are you know doing whatever oh, okay well whatever like I'll, we'll watch something else they're they're not the people that that are really affecting this or affected by this it's the true diehard fans these people that go out and get this sunday ticket and they turn on a game and, and every single game see people, you know, kneeling or, or half people standing or teams not even freaking coming out of the locker room because of what the president said. I mean, it, it's just blown up into this whole thing and, and, and football is not even football anymore. It's you know, what team's going to, going to send people out this week what team's going to kneel or or what team's going to have, you know, X amount of players doing something else in, in, 
in their own form of solidarity and protest. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the interesting thing. And, you know, that being said, the, the Green Bay Packers, uh, they've come out and they're asking their fans to link arms during the national anthem in tomorrow night's game versus Chicago. Um, you know, this is a, a team-wide thing that's now, you know, been been pushed out to the coaches and staff coming down, and they're going to link arms with their players to to represent this coming together of people who want, uh, quote-unquote, freedom, equality, tolerance, understanding, and justice for those who have been unjustly treated, discriminated against, or otherwise treated unfairly, is the quote that I pulled from the ESPN article. Um, I mean, that says a lot. And, and you did see that with, I want to say the majority of the teams this weekend, or past weekend, that there was this linking of arms and you had owners down there, you had GMs down there, you had all the coaches, all the staff, you know, coming together and doing this. And now Green Bay is going out and saying, hey, all, you know, 60, 70, 80,000 of you in the stands, we want you to do this with us. This is, this is, not just a team coming together it's it's an entire stadium coming together so it'll be interesting to see how that all works out and how many people do decide to do it and how many people are like screw this uh, i mean it, it's 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 going to be like the ultimate form of peer pressure i feel like in a sense you know, if, if you're surrounded, if you're that one or, or, you know, one group of people that's in the center of a section up high in the nosebleed seats where everybody is hammer face drunk and then like getting all kumbaya and linking arms and you're trying not to do it, there's going to be fights. There's going to be, oh, I mean, this, absolutely. Could, this could turn real ugly real quick, you know, a la free baseball bat day in, I think it was Cleveland. Uh, so <laughs> be careful what you ask for green Bay. I, I, I applaud the effort. I, I like the point of the idea uh, in the request, but yeah. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on, on the green Bay thing? I think you you hit the head you know you hit the nail right or you hit the whatever you hit the head the hammer right on the nail right there man um with with the whole fights thing um I think it's going to I think it's going to wind up pretty bad I mean look I was at the Redskins Raiders game this past Sunday and I mean look there were I mean there were no fights or anything but there was a lot of booze and a lot of people just like yelling and bitching at the players. I mean, I was yeah. a lot of nosebleeds. I mean, like, you know, like you guys, you realize they can't hear you, but you know, everybody was just yelling and screaming at the players, stand up, boo. And yeah. It's like, all right. Um, so yeah, I mean, can you imagine exactly like, could you imagine like 
you know, the guy next to you is like, hey, you're trying on the garments. You're like, uh, nobody. And, you know, it's, there's going to be some conflict, man. I almost bet there's going to be some people that just – there will be people that will basically not go to their seats during the anthem for that reason. And yeah, I think so. It, you know, honestly, like, <laughs> I don't blame some people for that. You know, I, because I, I think it's going to be a very uncomfortable – it, you know, it could be very uncomfortable if you don't believe in it, and the person next to you might. Like, the yeah. hell, that's that's not. <laughs> I don't know. I think we've already spent a you know too much time on this, but it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. It you know, it, what I'm most interested in is just to see what the trickle down effect into, you know, ratings, and then you know, maybe this trickles down into fantasy football, less people playing, you know, the, the daily games where, you know, all this money is poured into week after week after week. Yeah. You know, if this doesn't get cleared up quickly, I think we're going to see a pretty massive uh, effect on football in general. And you've got to wonder like when, the commissioners and the owners really finally step in and be like, all right, like enough, enough. Like we gotta, we gotta figure out another way to do this. You know, this is hurting our brand because look, when it starts getting into the owner's pockets, Mm -hmm. that's when it's, that's when things are going to change. I guarantee it. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, look, I ultimately hope something good comes out of this. I really do. I'm just, Maybe I'm a little pessimistic with it, and so far, yeah, you've seen a lot of people be like, "Yeah, cool," and then you've seen a lot of people just cursing and at each other, and getting a whole lot of nowhere. So yeah. All right. Well, see. let's move on to something, something more more celebratory here, uh, and and talk about touchdown celebrations. Uh, <laughs> lots of of interesting news uh, on this as well this week. Um, I guess the, the biggest one, uh, and I guess you could say most ignorant, um, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was issued a, a pretty costly unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for simulating what was a dog walking across the end zone and then lifted his leg to simulate said dog urinating on the field. Um, you know, and this was, this was his celebration after the first of his two fourth quarter touchdowns, you know, he, he kind of didn't really say too much about it. You know, after the game, I felt like, uh, or, or so I've read, I didn't really see the after, interviews with him. Um, but then Monday he comes out and, and says that it's, it's tied to president Trump's comments from Friday. And I I guess someone was pointing out that, you know, if, are, are you insinuating that you're a son of a bitch or whatever? You know, I'll be honest. I don't even know exactly what the president said. I don't listen to what the president says. I don't care what he says. He's a moron. (laughs) Um, and that's my opinion. All of you Trump lovers out there, I, I respect your opinions and, and how great you think he is. But yeah, so 
I don't know what the like he didn't mention anything about this when he was interviewed on on Sunday after the game from what I read so it, it is kind of weird that this is the flip-flop and I guess somebody called it out on Twitter and that's how this came to be I mean what what do you think of this this celebration if you can even call it that I mean I know. I don't care enough. Like it's, it's whatever. Odell Beckham's stupid. I don't like Odell Beckham. I think he's a whiny little bitch. Honestly, in my opinion, he complains about every little thing that doesn't go his way, and then he just tries to do something stupid like this to make a point. Like whatever, dude. Like get away from me. Um, I, I mean, like I feel a like flag the... for it? I don't know. It, he did get a flag for it, which was pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, he got he got a 15 yarder, and it cost them from kicking off at the 20 or something. Um, yeah, I mean it pushed them back pretty far, uh, and I, I don't think it ended up having a final effect on the game. But you know, Manning came out and was saying, you know, we got to play smarter and blah blah blah. Like I mean, he was given the diplomatic you know, response, which is what what I would expect from him. You know, I don't, I don't think he necessarily called him out directly by saying he needs to be better and this and that, but I, you know, you could tell that he wasn't happy about it, but you know, your team's own three Odell Beckham shouldn't be happy about that. I mean, he's got Mm -hmm. tremendous talent, Um, but yeah, he is a, he is a bit of a, you know, Tom Brady whiner when it comes to it. And, you know, he's just going to sit there and stop his feet and and now lift his leg and pretend to pee on the field. I I guarantee you there's going to be either a meme or a, a set of, uh, like the peeing Calvin stickers with an Odell Beckham face photoshopped onto it with him peeing on like an Eagle logo. And that's going to be hilarious because that's what's going to come out. And some fancy person is going to make millions off of it. I'll be back. I got to go for a minute. Um, Anyway, so the next celebration here, Antonio Brown got his first touchdown of the season. Finally, three weeks into the season. Um, And I did not see his actual celebration, but, from what I was reading, it was apparently part of some sponsorship deal for uh, a new video game called Destiny 2 that I believe just came out in early September. Um, I, I'm not a gamer. I, I have no idea what this game is, but... Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an MMO. It's <clears throat> I don't that's, know. That's kind of what I, I figured, I, but... Just watched the end zone dance, and it's pretty stupid. It doesn't really look like much of anything. But yeah, so I mean, kind of like lifts his hands in the air. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I I don't know what. Oh, he does a little. I, you know, I think I've seen this commercial. I don't know. It's not. Yeah, there is a commercial for it that he's done. I have. I have seen the commercial. Talks about it there and says, "Oh, well, here's." here's some of my new dance moves for this upcoming game or something. So now it's like, Oh, okay. Well now you're doing it there. I mean, I have, I have in our notes here that every day I'm shuffling. Like that's, that's what came to my mind because Antonio Brown is so, I mean, I, I 
I love the guy. I don't want to call him self-centered, but self-promoting maybe is better. I, I mean, he's, he just lives for the hustle. He's out there busting his ass on the field, and Dude, you know he's going like to do whatever he can to make money. You sound like so, you should go work for the commissioner's office, man. You just want to start throwing flags again on these people. Wah, wah, no, wah. no, I, I fun, not dude. at all. I would not <laughs> throw a flag on this at all. Oh, Odell, okay. yeah, you get six flags because that's against the Eagles, so suck it. Um, <laughs> here, let me lift my leg and actually pee on you with a yellow flag. That's what somebody should have done. The referee should have gone up behind him and just, like, thrown yellow flags at him and been like, oh, here's the pee, dick. Um, <laughs> How mad do you really feel? Uh, uh, anyway. Dude, so um, I, so I, I got I, I'll tell you I, I know you've got the other note here about all the Lions players and I've been watching. No, this you year can talk about that one. Those are pretty, those are pretty, phenom- those are pretty phenomenal, dude. <laughs> they have these group celebrations. They got them all choreographed where they like playing oh, or whatever, and they did another one where they're like playing double dutch. It's pretty funny. <laughs> they're awesome. Uh, one of my favorites from this weekend is uh, is Kareem Hunt where he like f- crossed over the goal line and then. Act like he was taking a nap on the football. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. That dude's a monster, by the way. Kenny Stills oh, yeah. apparently did like the Ladanian Tomlinson thing. That was pretty cool. Where he like does like he puts the hand behind the head and then flips the ball with the other one. That's pretty oh, cool. Like, yeah. you see, there's a couple of these like throwback ones too. So apparently, like Stefan Diggs did something with Randy Moss where he did like one of the Randy Moss old celebrations. So that's kind of cool. Um, mm. <laughs> probably one of the Probably one of the best ones. I think it was just this past week. Uh, Taco Charlton for the for the for the, uh, the Cowboys acted like he was actually making a taco and gave it to one of his teammates to eat. <laughs> That's <good>. fantastic. <laughs> I love these, man. Like it makes it makes the game so much more fun. Like and I watch enough. I you know I watch a lot of Red Zone, and I guess I don't really pay attention to the to the celebrations as much because I feel like they kind of click away a lot, like really yeah. quick, like as soon as it happens. But, um, and then like Julio Jones and Taylor Gabriel, they did like a, a relay race type of deal. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of hope these just build and build and build all season long and they just get more and more ridiculous because they should be. They're, these are fun. They are, and and this is something that is going to be like getting back to the, you know, the ratings. Like this is what's going to help them bring them back because they're allowed to have fun again, and that's why it was the no fun league for so long. I mean, it still kind of is, but you know, at least this gives them you know the ability to at least have a you know a, a self celebration. And now get the rest of the team involved, like you said, with the Lions. Like, I mean, they're they're all choreographed out. They broke broke out brooms to do the curling this week. I mean, that's that's hilarious. And you know, it, it's just it's something that's going to be fun. So hopefully, those will will maintain and we'll be able to uh, to keep everything we got there moving along. Um, but let's uh, let's keep the show moving along here and uh, and jump into some injury news, uh, some replacement players for the injuries. Uh, I'll let you kind of take over this one since that's more more your gig from the from the site. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, I mean, if you aren't aware, you know, we do the rankings on the site. And uh, in, in the rankings article, I kind of touch on a bunch of the injuries that are are going to affect the rankings this week. And just rip through the more important ones like I do on the site. This one is not injury-related, but Willie Sneed is off of his suspension. Um, the, the really uh, interesting part about this is that he still may not play. Uh, Sean Payton is non-committal of his playing status this week, and that could have something to do with him traveling to London. And so maybe Sean Payton's like they're not going to get as much practice time in because of it. And so whatever, like I don't know the whole. Well, obviously, nobody really knows the whole details behind it except for the people inside the the organization. But um, for those of you expecting to get Willie Sneed back, you may not get Willie Sneed back, and that sucks for me. I have him in four leagues. Um, I drafted him before he got suspended uh, in four different leagues. That really blows. Um, John Brown is still dealing with his quad injury. He did actually practice before the Monday night game, uh, but uh, he didn't get cleared to play, so you're going to have to keep an eye out on that. Uh, Julio Jones, like he's going to play. But, I mean, he's dealing with a back injury. I mean, man, I feel like we see this every single year with this guy. He just – look, he got to give him credit. He plays for the injury. But sometimes I feel like it would be nice for him to just, like, take a week off, take two weeks off, and get right. Because when, when he's not right, he's not performing like you expect Julio Jones yeah. to perform. I mean, you're talking about the number five or number six pick in most drafts this year. And if he's not performing to that level – that's hurting you. Um, Tyler Afer is still dealing with his back injury. He's week to week at this point, so don't expect him to play. Randall Cobb, he's gotten two full practices in already this week. The Packers play Thursday, so it's still no guarantee he plays, but it's looking really good. I mean, he's already practiced full twice, so that's, that's actually really, really good news for Cobb owners. Uh, Geronimo Allison uh, obviously gets the big um, – decrease in value there this week if Cobb plays. Um, Will Fuller for the the Texans, he, if you remember, you know, he, was it, he broke his collarbone or something like that yeah. in, in early preseason. Uh, he was supposed to be out two to three months. He's already practicing. He's already been cleared to play. Um, yeah, that, that's crazy no, to me. There's no guarantee that he is going to play this week, but he's close. And I've already snagged him in a couple different leagues, um, you know, just because I got junk in the bottom of my bench and I figured why not, you know, I'll take a, I'll take a chance on Will Fuller who performed pretty well last year. And Sean Watson is obviously a way better quarterback than anybody they had last year. So I like Will Fuller's prospects for, for the, the rest of the season. If, you know, once he gets going, Melvin Gordon aggravated his knee injury last week in the first half. Did not see a snap in the second half. That's trouble. That's worrisome right there. Uh, the Chargers are going at a bone bruise. Um, okay. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I've never had a real bone bruise or something, but I feel like I might be able to play through it. I don't know. Maybe somebody can prove me wrong on Twitter. Um, but anyway, it sounds like he's likely to play this week, but you know, it's obviously something you're going to have to keep an eye on. Sammy Watkins is in the concussion protocol. The uh, you know the fact that he played on Thursday helps his 
case for playing in week four, but obviously, you know, we know how these things go. They can linger for a couple of weeks sometimes, depending on the player. Uh, Sam Bradford still nursing the knee injury. Um, you know, my, my note here in the article is that maybe Case Keenum isn't as bad as we thought. Because <laughs> uh, they, they blew up this week, and I'm kicking myself because I benched Diggs in one of my leagues. Um, almost 180 yards and two touchdowns later. So that was a huge uh, benching for me. I would have won my matchup had I not benched him. Um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Michael Crabtree uh, left Sunday night's game with a chest injury. I don't, I don't feel like I've been able to get a whole lot of information except for the fact that it is a chest injury. And so that's, yeah. that's all they're saying right now. Oh, well, okay. So he was limited to practice today. So, Okay. So maybe he's going to play. Um, it look, you know, they're saying likely to play. So, okay. Um, Doug Baldwin has a groin injury. He didn't practice today. I don't think he practiced yesterday either. Um, although Doug Baldwin and I think even the coaches are saying that he's still likely to believe. Do they play the Monday night game? Or no, they play the Sunday night game. The no. What Washington? No, no, no. no Doug Baldwin. Washington. Oh, oh sorry, Seattle. Baldwin. No, Seattle Indy is uh Sunday night game. Sunday yeah. night game, yeah. So if you have Doug Baldwin, you better have a backup option, you know, either on the Colts, the Seahawks, the Raider the Ravens or the Chiefs the Redskins or the Chiefs. Um so that's you know, that's that's what you're looking at there with Doug Baldwin, unless he gets like totally cleared beforehand, but he's probably my guess is he goes down to a game time call type of deal. Um, Rob Kelly still questionable with a rib injury that held him out in week three. They play Monday night. So, you know, again, it's one of those things where it's probably unlikely we're going to get an answer before the Monday night game. Um, although they are now calling him likely to play, I guess this all changed. I didn't make these notes. I didn't make these notes until like later today. So these are all changing, you know, even later than that. So that's kind of annoying. Um, and then, you know, Jordan Reed, same story, different week. Um, you know, he's, he's dealing with more injuries. Did not play in week three. Jordan Reed is still listed as a game time decision at this point. So who knows again, Monday night game, you're going to have to have a backup and going to be Vernon Davis if, you know, hopefully you have him. So as far as waiver pickups for some of these guys, you know, with, with the quarterbacks, I already mentioned him, Deshaun Watson, man, like, I mean, he's, he's looking very competent and, and he's not owned in a lot of leagues. So, you know, if, if you're struggling at quarterbacks or streaming quarterbacks, like I am in one league, um, Deshaun Watson isn't a bad choice. Jared Goff, man, this guy, wow. I mean, we didn't talk about this past Thursday game, but holy smokes, 80 total points? What? Like, where did that come yeah. from? Dude, we thought that game was going to be like 10 to 3. I mean, yeah. We were way I off. Don't, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know of a lot of people that – that that thought it was going to be very that, high scoring. That was my pick all. for lowest scoring game. 
I think it was I think it was mine too, man. Like it was just bad. I mean, like you had Browns Colts, but yeah, I, but I mean, you wanted like, that one, and I think that's I had already picked it, so you were forced to pick Browns Colts, and that was a pretty decent game too. The game oh, in know, general, right? the games in general this past Very weekend, high scoring were very different from what I had in my pickums. So I was very upset oh, yeah. about that, but I yeah. I just did not like any of the home team lineups really. Uh, I mean, there was a couple that I had picked, but I think I was like almost the opposite. I think I, well, I ended up getting like nine games right somehow, but I, I just didn't like some of these matchups and, and, I mean, the home team showed me. Thanks, New York Jets. Uh, good, good on you for taking Miami out. Uh, thanks, Chicago. Um, no one saw that coming except for maybe people in Chicago. But at the same time, Chicago does have a good team, and they've they've got a pretty decent core. Um, you know, I'm still wondering about quarterback there, but uh, you know, I mean. It's Glenn in there, right? Yeah, he had a hell of a game. I mean, they ran all over Pittsburgh. So, you know, that's that's going to be something to keep in mind. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. So other quarterbacks did, we were looking did, at. Did Glennon have a hell of a game? He had seven fantasy points. No, 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 not Glennon. <laughs> I, I, it was the rushing. I'm not thinking of uh, – what game uh-huh. are you talking about? Because, yeah, you went off on a real bad tangent there. I have no idea what the hell you just said. No, I was talking about the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh-Chicago game. Yeah. Um, but that that was total rushing attack. Um, hold on. Let me find the guy I was thinking of. But go ahead and finish what you were talking about. All right. So, anyway, Jared Goff is another guy that, you know, I think you can pick up in the in the right matchup here. You know, I'm not relying on him every single week. But, you know, definitely a streaming option at this point. Another streaming option, and this week is the week, Jay Cutler getting New Orleans. Um, go ahead and, and pencil that in to, you know, hopefully him getting a couple touchdowns and not throwing three picks. Um, he, he's a guy that – I mean, look, we thought he would do it last week against the Jets, and he sort of salvaged the game last-minute touchdown, like literally the last play. Uh, so <laughs> uh, – it wasn't a great week last week, but again, I mean, that was another one of those games, the Jets and the Dolphins, where it was like, wait, what just happened? I mean, come on, we were screaming and yelling, pick up the Miami defense last week, and they got destroyed by the yeah. Jets. So uh, yeah, everything, it was like it was like bizarro world last year, last week, man. It was like everything went backwards. Um, so the last guy we got written down here is Tyrod. I mean, look. Even without a lot of weapons, Tyrod's getting it done, man. He's getting it done. And, um, you know, strangely enough, like, this week isn't a fantastic week. You think Atlanta's, like, not good, right, on defense? Because, like, last year they weren't great. You know, you could pick on them. Their offense just kind of lit everybody up is kind of what happened. But, dude, they're – pretty solid, especially against the pass this year, you know, 13th DVOA ranking right now. Um, it, so I don't think that I, I don't really like him this week, especially on the road. No, I, I kind of listed him here more as like a 
kind of a stash for bye weeks are starting yeah, next are, week. They are coming. In, yep. in, in week five. That, in, last year they started in week four. Um, but I guess maybe they've listened to our podcast and decided that, yeah, having that many bye weeks and too many, like, two-team bye weeks is stupid. So, oh, no. They're just, yeah. I think they're just going later this year, which is even worse. No, um, super. So, yeah. but yeah, Tyrod, he lines up against uh, uh, against Cincinnati in week five, and then Buffalo's on the bye. But then he's got, you know, a pretty nice Tampa, matchup Oakland, against Jets, Tampa, New Orleans. Oakland, Jets, yep. New Orleans. That's a good I mean, that, game stretch for that's sure. A nice, nice stretch for him. So, absolutely. Definitely someone to to look at for bye week fill-ins, and that's kind of more why I had him listed here. But Brian Hoyer, back to the L.A. Uh, Rams-San Fran game, he he was the quarterback that I was looking at his points, and it was like nothing, nothing, boom. I was like, whoa, what happened there? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, not glad. It. Anyway, off off some running backs here. Obviously, Wendell Smallwood with the unfortunate Darren Sproles injury, um, likely to be his last snap of his career. Uh, Wendell Smallwood's the guy there that you want to pick up. You wrote down Clory Clement. I'm not buying it. I'm, you know, yeah. you could maybe prove me wrong, but I'm not. You know, I, 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 I'm not buying he's, it. He's really the only other healthy back aside from Blount. So I, I, I don't. I don't know how much he'll really do. I think Smallwood's more the guy. And unfortunately, Danelle Pumphrey, um, who was the, the San Diego State rookie that they drafted, um, he was the guy they were going to groom to be, you know, the next Darren Sproles. But he was uh, he's on the practice squad, and, and he's actually on IR, so he's done for the season as well. So he, he wasn't an option. That's why this Corey Clement has kind of come into the fold. Yeah. Uh, you wrote down Brandon Oliver. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, good. You know, that's, that's the backup to uh, Gordon. So I, I guess, you know, you, you kind of hope, you know, if you pick up Oliver, you're hoping for a Gordon injury. Otherwise, Brandon Oliver is worthless. Like, they just do not give him the ball. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I mean, look, this guy should be owned in every single league at this point, in my opinion. AP's not, AP's not the guy. They like Ingram, but Kamara, I think, is the future there. Um so I think you got to pick up Kamara. He's gonna. Yeah, I think he's just gonna build and build and build um, more value as he moves on. Jamal Charles. I mean, the guy's been good, and I mean, we know. Yeah. Look, we know what happens to CJ Anderson as the season goes on, right? I mean, like he just wears down and does not produce. So Jamal Charles could be very valuable in a few weeks. You know, maybe he's kind of like a, a like a lower flex option, maybe bye week desperation play option right now. But uh, you know, give it a couple of weeks where CJ Anderson decides to just run like a rock and do nothing. Um, <laughs> maybe they give the ball a lot more to Jamal Charles. Yeah. Uh, so wide receivers here, you know, you got Alan Hearns. Look, him and Boros just seem to have that connection again, where Alan Hearns is going to catch three passes, but one of them is going to be a touchdown and. Dude, that works. Um, Paul Richardson, he's another guy. He just seems to catch touchdowns. Not catching a lot of passes, but he's catching touchdowns. So, you know, if you're truly desperate, you know, at least he's looking his way in the red zone. Devin Funches, we said it last week. He's going to see a lot of targets now. I think he saw 10 targets last week. He only caught four of them. But, dude, 10 targets, 
that's huge. Uh, with Olsen out, Devin Funch is going to be the guy. Robert Woods, he got a flash this week. I think he's going to be up and down, but you know, I kind of think he's decent. I, I don't think he's going to be very, very consistent. But you know, Robert Woods can be a, a you know a bench guy, you know, bi week guy. And then obviously, I wrote down Will Fuller. I love him as a bench stash if you got the room for him and he's still available. Tight ends, dude, there's a slew of them. And you know, we talked last week all the tight end injuries that we had. Um, and I think we even talked about almost every single one of these guys to pick up. Charles Clay must pick up. Cameron Brait, you know, pretty decent guy to pick up. You know, he's seen a lot of targets, although they are th- they're throwing the ball more to O.J. Howard lately than than I than I thought they would. No, um, he got he got out targeted again this past week. Well, yeah, he's gonna get out targeted, but he, dude, he's starting to see an uptick in targets. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't he didn't he score? Or well, I'm thinking of the joke uh, scored. Njoku scored. Njoku scored. Um, yeah. I don't think. I don't think Howard, Howard, no, Howard hasn't scored yet. Brait did no. score, but yeah. Brait's got such an awesome matchup this week against the Giants. Oh I mean, yeah, I was talking about time. them being zero and three as it is. I mean, they're and they're going back on the road to Tampa. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think this is you know a, a really solid pickup. For this week, um, I think the Giants are like fourth or sixth against opposing tight ends. They've given up a touchdown to you know an opposing tight end every game so far. So I, I love Brait this week. Yeah, anybody anybody facing the Giants, like if you want to stream tight ends, just go find the team playing the Giants, and hopefully their tight end is available. Um, it's basically what it comes down to. Kobe Fleener, he's solid. He's going to be up and down, but, you know, he's a solid guy. Evan Ingram, dude, I've picked him up in a couple of leagues where I just drafted trash at tight end. Evan Ingram, yeah. man, he's, especially in PPR leagues, he's caught like four or five balls every single week. Like, I'll take it. You could do a lot worse at tight end. I mean, look at guys like Travis Kelsey last week, 1.1. I mean, I'm not saying make the swap there, but – like we've seen a lot worse at tight end from very high profile tight ends. Uh, Vernon yeah. Davis clearly because of the Reed injury, obviously going to be a major target in that in that offense when Reed is out and he scored last week. So uh, anyway, yeah. So we are running short on time. Let's rip through these highest scoring games, low scoring games, and our sleepers and busts. I'll start here with the highest game. I'm going Eagles Chargers. Um, I know it's the Eagles going across the country and that sometimes hurts teams, but I feel like both these offenses are playing very well right now. The defenses are, are okay. Um, but they're, they're nothing spectacular. So I feel like this could be a pretty high scoring game. Yeah, I do like that game. I I was kind of torn between that, but I, I went back over across the pond to the New Orleans and Miami game. Uh, like I said earlier, I do think this could be a major shootout um, back and forth. So I, I, I think it's going to be a, a much tighter matchup than the Baltimore uh, Jags game. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the same, you know, total points going going out on this game. Yeah, and then my, my lowest scoring game – I mean, I feel like this is kind of a no-brainer. Cincy and Cleveland. Um, Cincy finally sh- kind of showed up this past weekend. But, I mean, Cleveland's not good. 
since he's really not that good either. Since he's gonna like, I just feel like this is gonna be one of these boring games that red zone's not gonna turn to very often. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, and I I really had a hard time picking this game, actually. But I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. Uh, you know, obviously Baltimore is reeling off of that crushing blow. Um, and Pittsburgh's been good, but then they got beat last week and didn't look that good. Um I just feel like these games in general are such a huge rivalry. It's always fairly low scoring. It's always, uh, you know, or almost always separated by a field goal wins the game. So, you know, I'm just going to go with this and I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that your, your pick is, is probably the best one, but this could definitely be just a rock'em sock'em just beat him up defensive battle and, and not real high scoring. Yeah, it's very possible. All right, well, what do you got for uh, for your sleepers here? Um, So my quarterback sleeper here is going to be Deshaun Watson. Like I said, man, I, 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 can't, I just like the way this guy plays. He, he can make – he makes plays with his feet and, you know, it, it gets him out in the open and, and his receivers can, can get open because of it. And he, look, he's going to have rookie struggles, but Tennessee, man, like their, their defense isn't exactly like shutting people out right now. Like I, I like the Tennessee defense coming into the year, but they're, they're not really crushing it. Like I thought they would. Uh, so I, I feel like he could have a, a pretty good, a pretty good game here. My running back. I don't know, man, like I'm having trouble picking a running back, but the the one I'm gonna go with who who might be kind of flying under the radar here is Andre Ellington. I know everybody's looking at Chris Johnson in that Arizona backfield, but but Ellington had a good game, man. And look, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be rushing. It's gonna be, you know, kind of combined total points between rushing and, and passing, probably more receiving yards than anything. Um yeah, he he he's done it before and you know well, was it last year, the, the year before, the the year that the year that David Johnson blew up, um, for two years ago, two years ago, right? You know, I loved Andre Elton coming into the year, and then I think he got hurt, and so like that opened the door for David Johnson, and you know, so I this guy's got talent. It's just he needs an opportunity, and I think now that there's obviously an opportunity again, there's no real lead dog there. You know, Kerwin Williams was the guy two weeks ago that everybody wanted. Um, then it was Chris Johnson, and now it's – I don't think anybody really wants anybody, but I think Andre Ellington could, could kind of make some noise there. Um, you know, my, my sleeper my sleeper receiver, I mean, I don't know. The, I'm going to go with Dante Moncrief, dude. Like, the Seattle, the Seattle defense is – they're good, but, man, they're letting up points, which is weird. Um they're not they're not looking total shut down like they used to. And Jacoby Brissett is actually like pretty good. Um I'm not saying they're gonna score like forty points on him, but you know, they could they could they could see, you know, a couple touchdowns and, and maybe maybe they kinda of shut down Hilton and that and that leaves open, you know, Moncrief to to score 
uh, later on in the game or something. Yeah, I could I could see that. Um, I, I, I it's funny because I was almost uh, like I have. I'll start with my receiver. I had initially listed Willie Sneed, thinking that you know he's coming off the suspension now. He's got a great matchup against the weak Miami, but then I'm like, oh well, yeah, they're playing across, you know, as you were saying, and now it sounds like he might not even play, so that's kind of out. I was almost going to say T.Y. Hilton, even though he's, you know, a number one receiver, he just hasn't really played like it yet. Um, uh, well, he did have a good game last week, but for where people drafted him, um, and we knew that that was going to be an issue, but I'm I'm going to go with Hearns. Uh, as my actual receiver sleeper. I, I just think that, you know, he's got that chemistry, like you said, with Bortles, you know, rolling again. And, you know, this could just be another one of those jump off weeks. You know, the Jets have given up some some yardage to receivers the past couple weeks. Um, you know, they were they were pretty good in week one, but they were going up against Jordan Matthews and, and Andre Holmes of Buffalo. So, you know, okay, whatever. Um, they still gave up a touchdown. Holmes is only catch. Um, but Crabtree got three touchdowns and 80 yards off of them. Uh, you know, Devonte Parker got a touchdown in 76 last week. So I definitely like Hearns this week. Um, Again, it's it's just a a weak Jets D. Um, my quarterback, I'll just go in reverse order. Actually, my my running back, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Alex Collins from Baltimore. I mean, I know I just said this is gonna be the worst scoring game, blah blah blah, but I mean, this guy's got a spark to him, and I mean, he showed it with uh, with 82 yards on just nine carries. Um, I mean, Joe Flacco had nothing but praise for this guy and, and his work ethic. And, you know, I feel like Baltimore does have this, uh, you know, aim to to really try to control the ball with, with the running backs. So, you know, obviously if Terrence West and, and Buck Allen are both healthy and, and performing, then, then his carry count will be limited. But – I mean, he had limited carries in, in a what was a blowout, and that was probably more of why he was in that game. But either way, uh, not a big deal. So I, I think uh, I think he's somebody to keep an eye on at least. Um, and I'll finish it up here with quarterback. I'm going to go with Eli Manning. Um, you know, like I said, the, the Giants are, are not happy that they're 0-3. You, you know Eli's not happy about it. He has looked pretty lost <laughs> behind that line a couple. You know, the first couple line is awful. <laughs> um, you know, he he looks scared uh, most times, but he still put up a huge game against the Eagles um, last week. Uh, three hundred sixty-six yards, three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions as well, but you know, Tampa Bay has only played two weeks or two games this season, and they've given up back-to-back 300-plus-yard games. And they were to average quarterbacks. So, I, you know, I do feel like Eli Manning is an above-average quarterback um, and has shown 
where he can be very valuable. So I, I think this might be a kind of a trap week for Tampa Bay, even though it's a home game for them. I, I can definitely see Eli coming up and putting up another 300 spot and another three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, Tampa Bay's defense did get um, pretty beat up last week, so it'll be interesting to kind of keep keep track on, on those guys. Um, so my bust this week, you know, I was going to say Big Ben for quarterback because he's on the road, um, but, like, I, I see that he's actually ranked really low on fantasy pros all around. I kind of thought I ranked him really low. Um so I'm gonna go with Winston. Like I'm, I'm kind of with you, man, on, on the yeah on the, on the Giants game. Like, I mean, look the the Giants defense has been kind of kind of injured. They they didn't have Jenkins one one game, so obviously that hurts their their secondary. Um, but you know, I'm I'm not really feeling Winston this week. I mean, I think when when that defense is healthy and they're right, you know, you just have to get them off the field, man. Like. And that offense maybe finally clicking is going to help keep them off the field and not allow these the teams facing them to have like two thirds of the time of possession. So uh, that, yeah. I think that's going to help. Uh, Isaiah Crowell. I mean, I don't think this is a big shocker to anybody, but he's still ranked relatively high. Um, but he's been nothing. And dude, I sucks, man. I, I loved him going into this year. I just didn't actually get him in any of my leagues, and thankfully I didn't because he's been awful. And I mean that. That has a lot to do with the game plan coming in. They're letting Kaiser throw. They're running. They're from behind every single game. So Crowell's just not getting his chances. Uh, but even when he has, he hasn't looked good. So Crowell's my bust. Um, and my receiver bust is Macklin. Man, like the Pittsburgh defense is solid, and you know he he's kind of salvaged a couple weeks by scoring here, but he hasn't really done a whole lot other than that. Um, so I'm thinking that, you know, against Pittsburgh, those games are usually pretty low scoring. So I'm going to go with Macklin as my receiver bust. Yeah. I love the, the Crowell call that, that was actually going to be my pick as well. But, um, I went with a little more higher profile guy, so we'll get to him in a second, but start off with my quarterback. I'm going to go with, uh, with Matt Stafford. Um, you know, and, and, and I don't, this was kind of hard for me to pick as well. Um, but I, I think he can have an okay game, but that's about what he's had, you know, the past few years, uh, you know, that he's played in Minnesota. Um, he, he had less than 235 yards in, in each game, um, in, I believe 2016 and and 15. Um, He only had three total touchdowns or no, I'm sorry. In, in both of his games against Minnesota in 2016. Um, So at at home in Detroit and then also on the road in many. So not a great yardage total. I mean, two touchdowns, one game, one touchdown, another Uh, one interception, I believe was in the two touchdown game. So it's just meh. It's it's not gonna you know crush you if he has that kind of a game, but it's not necessarily gonna win you your matchup either. So that's why I had him listed here. Um, the numbers just didn't stand out enough to be you know a great play this week. Um, so back to that running back pick. 
I'm going with Le'Veon Bell. Um, I know we're we're picking obviously a lot of uh, Baltimore Pittsburgh guys here on kind of both ends of the spectrum, and then with my maybe worst we game, pick that as the low. I was gonna say you did, so maybe I, I know. Agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, Bell Bell is like two completely different players when he plays Baltimore in Pittsburgh and when he plays Baltimore in Baltimore. And when he plays him in Baltimore, he's had only 70 total yards at Baltimore in 2016. No touchdowns. And he had 59 rushing yards and five receptions for 48 pass yards back in 2014. He didn't play at Baltimore in 2015. He was injured that game, I believe. So, yeah, okay, those yardage totals are okay, uh, not from a first-round pick, but they're okay. Uh, and, again, no touchdowns. But, I mean, if you look at his splits against Baltimore when he plays them in Pittsburgh, he crushes them. He he runs all over mm-hmm. them. I mean, it, it's so crazy to me that it was, like, such a night and day split for home and away. So – I'm gonna I'm gonna put him out there, and he, he he really hasn't looked super impressive this year as it is. So I think this could be another letdown game for him uh, and his owners. And then my receiver pick, I'm going with uh, with Tyreek Hill. I mean, Washington has been really really good against the opposing receivers um, these past two weeks, and, and that first game against Philly was you know, kind of a crapshoot because, you know, Hans McGee, Nelson Aguilar decided to learn how to catch a ball and <laughs> just was a huge factor in that, that loss. Um, but, you know, you take that game out and you look at the last two weeks, they haven't allowed uh, the the two teams they've played their entire receiving core to get over a hundred yards. Um, yeah, it's pretty so, crazy. That's that's damn impressive. Um, so, you know, I, I can definitely see Hill getting kind of shut down this week. Um and he didn't he didn't have a great game against the Eagles in, in that home game in week two, and this is another KC home game. You know, it's a tougher place to play for opposing teams, but you know, I just don't I just don't think this is his week. No, yeah, man, it's uh, it's hard to buy into the Washington defense, man, that has been atrocious for many years. But I think it might be time to believe a little bit. I'm like, look, I, I did not want to believe it until I was at that game on Sunday, and man, they looked ridiculously good. Um, anyway, on here to our defensive streaming team for the week. I'm going with Cincy. Um, I don't think they're very high owned. I honestly didn't look. I just know that I was able to pick them up in like almost every single league I was playing in. So yeah. I'm feeling like they're not owned in a lot of leagues. <laughs> they might be now. Uh, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what happened. But uh, I know that earlier this week it was not. They, they were not very well owned, and, and you know anybody going against. Anybody going against Cleveland, I feel like, is somebody that you might be able to pick up. I mean, yeah, they're, they're owned in 68% of the league now, but I bet you that number went, like, skyrocketing this week. So, yeah, I 
this one was tough for me because I, I just don't really like any of these matchups. Initially, I had Tampa Bay down, but mostly because the Giants suck. Um, but then, you know, here here I am just pumping up Eli Manning to have a 303-touchdown game. So that doesn't really bode well for Tampa Bay being a good streaming defense. Um, no. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans here. Um, Houston has looked better, and, and you know Watson has played really well. Um, and if they get Will Fuller back, you know that definitely helps them. But Houston still doesn't really have any kind of semblance of a running game, so you know they are fairly one dimensional. And and I think the Titans could shut them down there a little bit, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Titans. Okay, that's um, uh, an interesting one. Um, yeah, I don't really like sure, it. Either. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I love. I'm not sure. I love it to be honest with you. Um, I I don't. I don't really like it. But I, like I said, I mean, Oakland is tough. Honestly, at, at Denver, maybe I don't know. Honestly, this week was tough. A lot of the really heavily owned defenses are the ones that have the best matchups. I mean, you're looking at like Seattle versus Indy. You know, you're yeah. looking at, you know, um, like the Texans versus Tennessee. Like, that's not great, but it's not awful. You know, you look at Cardinals versus San Fran, Patriots versus Cardinals, or Carolina Cardinals, whatever. Uh, Jags versus the Jets. You know, the Jags are like 92% owned. Like, those defenses are really heavily owned already. So, you know, your next best option here is like the Cowboys versus the Rams. But like, really? Do you really want to do that? Um, yeah. <laughs> the Redskins versus the Chiefs. Oh, really? Do you really want to do that? I mean, like, you're talking about like a big letdown game going on the road after Giants, you know, the the huge game the Redskins had on Sunday night. Um, going to going to Kansas City, like I feel like this could be like a disastrous game on Monday. <laughs> it's just it's that gut yeah. feeling I have. So, all right, man, let's let's close this out here with right. our Twitter question of the night. So we've got at the Hodge three four three four says, "Do you like Robert Woods or John Brown over Hearns?" Um. I'll let, you, I'll, I, I'll let you answer. What do you think? I mean, since I went with Hearns for my sleeper pick, I, I do like the other two, but I think I still give the edge to Hearns. Um, and then maybe Brown, then maybe Woods uh, in that order. I, I think Brown, Brown could definitely have a nice game, but I just like what's going on with Hearns, uh, you know, and Jacksonville. I think they're they're like a, I don't want to say a Cinderella story team this year because they have good talent. I just like Hearns better though. Yeah. I mean, my feeling with this is if John Brown could stay even remotely healthy, I would pick him all day, every day over these guys. Um, But he can't like, you know, he's got the sickle cell trait. He gets injured. It takes him forever to heal. And that's unfortunate um, because he's immensely talented. Um, so I think, you know, in, in my book, I go Hearns, even though he's not super consistent, um, you know, and, and he's basically touchdown dependent. 
Uh, I think I go Hearns. I think I still go John Brown if you're stashing and it's a bench spot, hoping he can come back. Because, like, look, Robert Woods had a monster game, but there's not going to be very many 41 to 39 football games where the Rams are involved. So let's not let's not let's not think that that's going to keep up with the Rams. I mean, Robert Woods was nothing until last week. I mean, he was basically a forgotten guy on that team. Uh, so I'm I'm throwing Woods a distant third, in my opinion, in, the, in this one. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that is all we've got for the show. Um, good luck in week four. Hit us up on Twitter. If you have any other questions, visit the website, fantasysixpack.net and socalledfantasyexperts.com. And, uh, yeah, week four, here we come. See you on next all week. All right. Good luck this week, everybody. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.